Hey, hey, welcome to How the Fuck Do Average People Do It? This is a podcast where we'll be exploring how average people are creating generational wealth through real estate investing. So each week we'll bring you expert interviews, in-depth discussions, personal experiences on real estate investing. So whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just starting out, there's something for everyone on the How the Fuck Do Average People Do It podcast. So subscribe and join us as we delve into the world of real estate investing and discover all it has to offer. Hey, 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 welcome back, everybody. Super excited to have you here. Happy Wealth Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. It's like the middle of the week, you're get you're 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 already halfway done, but then you're ready for the weekend and it's coming up and you're getting excited. And it's just, I find Wednesday such an energetic day of the week. And so I'm really excited, excited to have an important guest on today, a very good friend of mine, somebody that I met in my real estate journey and who's been a really big inspiration when it comes to mindset, as well as when it comes to learning different techniques, which we're going to talk about today in the real estate market. So I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Bava. Welcome. Uh, Bob is an expert in the long distant real estate investing. So Baba, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? 100%. So uh, thank you, Sarah. That was a good introduction. Uh, I really appreciate you and the energy you put put in this uh, journey and the people around you. So that's, you know, one of the reasons, you know, the magnet connects magnets. So we, we got connected. We had the same values. We preach the same thing. So I'm, I'm really blessed and grateful that uh, we're here and we're doing this together. So uh, just a quick little intro. Uh, my name is Baba and my business is uh, Rice Investments with the logo Let's Grow Together. And we'll go more deep on this during our call. Um, an investor uh, based in um, Montreal, Quebec, and I invest primarily in, in uh, Quebec market, uh, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. So being starting this journey uh, a couple couple years ago, um, did some few projects, some uh, working on a few really exciting projects right from Started from single-family homes, now I'm into multifamily and uh, looking at other passive businesses to buy as well. So really excited to be here. Um, so let, let's connect uh, yeah. more deep on the details. Absolutely. So um, love that you're Canadian, fellow Canadian like myself. Um, as a as a long distance, I wouldn't even say I'm really a long distance investor as of yet. I am looking outside my comfort zone or my bubble. But what inspired you to go long distance because I know for me I have that it's almost like a fear of like letting go like what if something happens and I can't be there that's that's exactly why I started you you got the answer right there that's exactly why I started so I always when I started in the real estate journey um you know as everybody I did not have like a you know a big dream it's okay to okay to do that at the first you would probably like, uh, you know, start with going with a passive income and how can you be financially free and anything in life, you re reverse engineer. Um, same, same idea, right? So people who are listening, you don't have to, you know, have a big goal when you start, you figure it out, right? It's okay. like when you're growing up, they, you are supposed to have a goal. So you know where you're going to, but at least you need to start somewhere, right? So yeah. I started with single family, had multiple strategies, um, networked a lot. And then, and then realized, okay, I have to learn stuff by actually doing in actions. So whatever is, is fearing me, I would take that action and I would do it. 
like I'm that person right from from mm-hmm. the get go. If somebody tells me you can't do it or somebody tells me they can't do it, I'll be like, hey, like this is what I want to do. So in my mind, I always had this thing where I want to try every single strategy in real estate mm-hmm. and then figure out which I actually like. This is yeah. what your you know mindset comes in. Uh, every single person has different strategies. Somebody takes deep and then go deep inside. And I recommend people to try different strategies and then look back, take notes, right? Journal, how you're journeying your life, journal your real estate journey, mm-hmm. where you try to see whether you enjoy this process. Is it stressing you? Is it is it giving you happiness? Are you going in the flow? Sometimes this one strategy would be like that belongs to you. You know, you would right from the get go, you won't even feel stressed. You'll just be like, oh my God, like I, I really like doing this. So I'm still, you know, I recommend people do try different strategies so that you know exactly which you're connecting with and then go deep down into it. And uh, that's how the long distance investing started. So when I started, I was only, you know, uh, concentrating on Quebec market. And um, and I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts during those during those time. And uh, a lot of people are talking about, you know, investing out of province, investing out of uh, country, and even investing out of within your vicinity. Let's say you're in you're in Montreal. If you're if you want to invest, you know, one hour from now, you're using the same exact strategy. It's funny when you said that you're not investing, Sarah. You're not investing outside long distance, but actually you are. You're living in PEI, but you're investing in your Brunswick. So you're already out of your comfort zone. And even like getting out of your little 10 kilometers, I feel it's a long distance investing. The second you are going there, like outside your comfort zone, it's already outside investing. And you sitting down and, you know, PEI and calling people other places, that is long distance investing. Hmm. Right? That's, that's, that's that the way. perspective that I, I looked at. And um, the, right from the get-go when I started, I did not have this knowledge when I when I first started like buying single family homes and whatnot, when I started investing in, in Montreal, which is like 40 minutes away from uh, where I live, I started calling people. And then I, I thought, thought to myself, if I'm doing this long-term and if I'm doing this from here, how do I actually make it work if I'm not there? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the concept you need to have when you're doing long distance. Long distance is nothing but you're doing everything over the phone or you have a system in place. You're not physically being there, but you're mentally, mm-hmm. like, you know, calling people and doing that, right? So the the main reason I wanted to try this is because, like, everybody was, you know, afraid of long distance. I said I have to try, like, I have to take one market, I have to take one deal, and then figure it out whether it's going to work out for me. And it's okay. I already had it in my head. This is my trial version. Yeah. I could go through a lot of stuff in this, and that's okay, because my expectation was not a failure. My expectation was a um trial and error method yeah right so, so even like yeah sorry go ahead there, there are so many like amazing nuggets in there so let's say a first-time investor is listening right now and maybe they live in a small community and they're not really sure if like their community would be the best maybe they don't have a lot of education opportunities or or um, they don't have a lot of job opportunities for like people in the neighborhood but also people who are coming into Canada what what would be the steps to take for them to start looking outside their immediate vicinity Absolutely. That's, that's a, that's a great question, Sarah. So I would, you know, 
track down into five different steps that I, that's how I looked at, right? Okay. The first one is uh, you have to choose your niche and you have to choose your uh, strategy. What, what do I mean by niche? You know, niche is nothing, but you have to ask yourself whether you want a single family home, a multifamily, or a, a retail store, mm -hmm. or a trailer park, right? So you have to decide exactly what your niche is, right? And the next thing comes with the strategy. Okay, so let's say you want to do a single family home. So what do you want to do with single family home? Rent to own, long-term rental, short-term rentals, or Airbnb, right? So, or you could take small multifamily and what are you going to do with small multifamily? I'm going to do rental. So decide exactly what your niche is. And the next thing is choosing your strategy. Once you have these two together, then you ask yourself, you know, where do I find this? How do I invest? Which city should I decide? That's the time you leverage the podcast, right? Mm. It's basically in real estate, you don't literally, you don't, you don't have to reinvent anything. Everything is out there. You go to YouTube, you can find it in YouTube University, right? So now find podcast that once you have the strategy and niche, so you know, okay, I wanted to get into multifamily. Find a podcast where people are talking about multifamily, right? So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, the reason why I started long distance investing is because of some of the podcasts where they talked about, you know, New Brunswick. Right. Yeah. I know about the market where I lived in Nova Scotia for eight years. I I was I was a traveler in New Brunswick, but not an investor mindset. So mm -hmm. I recommend people to you know know exactly what type of strategy and then follow that kind of people and then listen to them. Right. And they would talk about what strategies they use and they they would pick and choose about the city that they would wanted to invest. Right. So that gives the definition of where the city is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I would highly recommend people to once you find that city, go deep down in that city. For example, what is the school out there? What is the biggest employer? Right. And um, what type of you know income that is coming up and what type of government subsidy programs they have? What kind of, you know, whether Amazon is coming with the distribution center or IKEA, mm -hmm. like yeah. half of the time, like there, there are so many steps that you can once you Google just by the Google map, you can look at it. If let's say you found, you know, you're looking at a secondary market, a primary market. If let's say, okay, I'm going to go to the secondary market. When you Google that city, um, when you see Walmart, Walmart does half of the stuff that you wanted to do. They would do mm -hmm. all the research. They will do the gender. They will do half of the uh, employment stuff that you do in the research. So they already done it. So these are some of the stuff that you don't think about when you do wow. long distance investing. Right. Yep. So look for those big players. And if you know IKEA, everybody needs a distribution center. And if you look at Amazon, they need a distribution center. This yep. is how you started Googling about, you know, uh, that city. And then Google, see future plans. Right. Mm -hmm. And the city would probably put it. Some bloggers would put about what they want, wanted to know. Right. And then join different groups in that city. Right. Join to different networking events. Join Brilliant. to real estate. Just Google real estate events. For example, in Moncton, right? And then you would get a list of real estate events, join there, talk to different investors, right? Yeah. And, um, and and once you have those, like once you know what your strategy is, once you know you talk to the podcast, then you decide the city where you want it to go. Once you have the city, then join all these groups. Once you have all these groups, then you need to build your, the four, uh, you know, the, the core network people, right? Yeah. Which is your... Realtor, realtor who was investor focused, right? And then I'll, I'll emphasize that. 
and uh, your property manager, right? Your lender and your contractor. These four people are the key core people in your network when you're doing long distance investing. I would say these are the people, doesn't matter whether you're doing long distance or you're doing locally, these are the people you should have in your team. And you know, when you go to podcasts, people talk about, oh my God, you need to build this team. Me as a new investor, how do I build this team? Yeah. I should ask myself, right? So if you come to me today and ask me like, hey, how do you build this team on a, on a new uh, city? This is how I tap on to the local network I join. So if I join the local network in that city, I ask starting people questions, you know, yep. for example, how do I find a contractor? I would, you know, go to that local meetup and then talk to people. How do I find the realtor? I would Google top 10 realtors in that city and then call every one of them. Right. Smart. And then I interview them before they interview me. So I tell myself that, Hey, I'm an investor. I'm a long distance investor. I'm planning to build a long-term wealth in that city. And this is my idea. And I want you to help with me. And I, I start asking them questions. Do you own any rental properties? Have you worked with real estate investors? Because I don't want people to work with, you know, um, first home buyers, right? It's okay to work with first home buyers. Yeah. Their realtor has to be investor focused. That's Absolutely. my idea. That's my goal I'm looking at. Because you are not there. You're leveraging the people. They are the ones looking out for you. So you would you would go through this once you start talking to a lot of people, right? And then then and once you have that kind of person, then one you, they'll send you a lot of uh, emails based on what your criteria is, and then you build that rapport, right? So these are the core people. And how do you find your property managers? Exact same thing. Same use the same strategy of how do you find a realtor, right? Google first, uh, let's say top uh, contractors contractors in that city call each one of them and then ask a few questions. You know, you need to know who are the contractors, right? Yep. So that's how, like everything is the base, I would say, is finding the core network in that before you actually invest. Absolutely. So these are the these are the main things that I, I, I felt it was is important for me. You dropped so many amazing nuggets. If you guys are listening, make sure you come back, listen, pause, write down the questions that Baba had mentioned, you know, how to search for people. And the key that I got out of that is networking. Networking yep. is the key to successful real estate. I know we live in an instant society. We have same day delivery. We have instant email. You can make an entire meal in from frozen in like 12 minutes in the Instapot. But real estate is a long-term game. The wealth comes in the long-term gain and you have to build those networks and those connections, especially if you are doing long distance, you need to build relationships because you're not going to be there. Other people are going to be looking after your baby and your investment. So come back and listen to those tips. So Baba, what are some of the challenges now when it comes to long-term investing? Like, have you faced any challenges? And if so, how did you overcome them? Hundred percent. So any 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 business that comes with uh, long term investing, the challenges is based on how you set up the system, right? So at the beginning, you know, when I started, you know, investing, and this was uh, originally a, a rooming house, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a student yep. rental, and um, it's since I had the team in place. When I mean the team, it's it's the four people, right? So I highly highly rely on you know the um, property manager, right? 
So this is how like I would you know recommend people if you're really starting, I would recommend people to read the book Who Not How, right? Mm, so this one. gives an opportunity for you to really come in and say, like I'm actually long distance investing and what is your key role in it and how do you delegate that with your property manager? Like at the beginning, yes, uh, you know, right from the get-go, I after reading the book, I told him the property manager right when we signed the agreement i said you know do not call me if it's less than 200 bucks mm -hmm. right you take your own decision you make the call and then you send me the invoices right if it's anything is more than 200 dollars that you want to fix in that house or you need my help then you know just send me a text or a call then we will figure out together right so since i had the setup in place i'm not getting any phone calls in the night I'm not getting okay. phone calls during the day because I know he is, you know, going to do that because you're paying his time as well, right? Yep. You're paying his time, you're paying whatever he's trying to fix. That's that's one of the key stuff I would really emphasize people to really build that connection, build that trust with your property manager. People might ask, hey, Baba, how do you do that when you don't even see him, when you don't see the property? It's it's only based on based on trust. And based on the energy that you connect in the first time. Remember I told you, talk to 10 people. Yeah. I really, really mean in a way that write down the 10 people, take notes. Who do you feel really, really connected with? Who do you feel that you're genuine? Right. When people say like, oh, first impression is the best impression. This is more than an energy level. Right. Yeah. I really, really felt, okay, like I'll, I'll go through the scenario that I, I did it. I talked to seven people. I, I wrote down the notes. I, I talked to seven people. And um, one person I really, really connected with. Okay, I, I felt he's genuine. He he he's uh, he has around 100 properties under his belt. And he knows what he was talking about. He had his own niche. So I really felt, okay, like this guy. So this was even before I was investing in, right? So I was doing all my research. I'm calling different teams. I'm calling realtors. I'm getting properties every day to go look at it. And uh, once I analyze the deals, I know which one to invest. So if you're planning to do long distance investing, just make sure you spend time to build your team before you buy a property, not after, right? So yeah. once I have it, I really felt this guy. And I said, okay, once I put a property in a contract or once uh, accepted offer, then I'll bring him in to go look at the property, see his view before I hire him, right? So uh, as I was talking about energy and really, really feel it, um, I felt with this guy and same with other property um, realtors and, and contractors. And uh, when I put this offer on this property, um, you know, you talk about, you know, universe aligning. And this person was the property manager on that building. Wow. And yep. he's been managing that property for four years. So Amazing. he knows in and out of the property. I yeah. couldn't believe how happy I was just to know that, you know, this guy was the guy. I was actually calling him. To say like, hey, we got property, and then after that, the realtor told me like, that's the property manager, and I was like, amazing, this is crazy, right? Yeah. So, this is how like you build trust with people, right? You have to believe your gut feeling, like mm -hmm. when when something says inside, like truly believe it, because like when you're doing long distance, that's how you go, and then obviously do your research about the property managers, right? Yeah. Google every time you Google somebody, Google scan at the end as well. So that you know if there's any stuff that you're going out and talk to the talk to the realtors, right? Yep. Some of the realtors who are already investor focused who are investing, they would know they would give some preferences as well. 
So once I have this guy, I already got an information from the property manager about him, from the realtors, and use other people's network. Yes. Right? So when you're on this, just especially on long distance, that's what you're going to live out. You have to leverage other people's network. How do you build other people's network? By joining different groups, talking to more people, cold calling different people just to say that you're going to invest there. And then, you know, if you're in different groups, tell them that you want to do that, right? Uh, back to your question, in terms of challenging, I, at the beginning, since I already like put everything in place in terms of challenge, I told him, if you're just calling me before whatever, because he's going to take care of all the tenants. I'm not seeing any tenants in my case. He's taking care of it. If you have any issues in the building, they're taking care of it and he's getting called. And all I have to just do, just educate him and tell him in place. And if there's yeah. any strategy, for example, you know, since we're doing a rooming house, we keep everything furnished. And, um, you know, let's say, let's say he's, he said, hey, we need to change the beds. So me, I'll quickly, I'll go look at, is there any deals going on? And I would ask my network, hey, do you know somebody who's selling in, in bulk? Because if I buy, buy six beds, is it cheaper for me? That kind of deal. And then I tell him, so he goes and buys the stuff, right? And then yep. uh, do do stuff based on or like what you're supposed to do at that point. Yeah. Right. And then we, before even beginning, set that expectation right in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. And what he's expecting out of me, not just what I'm expecting out of him, because you both have to have an, a, an a same, same mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. So try to tell your strategy. If that person is agrees to strategy and he's going along with it and he gets creative. The reason why I tell people to learn who, not how is when you're doing long distance investing, you're only relying on the person on ground. So how do you feel comfortable? How do you make them feel comfortable is give them the power. When you give them the power, when you make them creative, people love that, right? Yep. They will be more creative as, as much as you are. Your only way is to connect them and make sure they're happy, right? This is exactly what you need to do. How are you making your tenants happy is exactly how you're making your property manager happy. If he's happy, like the tenants would be happy. You won't hear complaints and the other way around. Like there's a solution for every problem, right? Because if you're in that panic mode, you're already panicking him. If he's panicking and calling you, you'll be like, hey, it's okay. Like worst case, everything, whatever goes wrong, you have insurance, you have that, but you don't think that at that, that point, right? Yeah. So yeah. try to think in, in a way that how would you solve a problem without being there, right? That's the mentality you would create it. That could be even investing one hour from here, another country, or another province. Yep. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, this would be a game changer. Like, once you start thinking that way, and you will probably be like, hey, this is doable, right? Yep. And the limiting belief is the one that is there, and it's doable. Yes, I do. I did have it. Like, at the beginning, I was, as I told, I was scared. I was like, hey, how do I do this? But once you do that, and now you'll be like, okay, like, this is... I was just living in my head. Yep. Like investing is like a marriage, right? Like yeah. you don't just go on your first date and then you're married. Well, most of us yeah. anyways, some people have, which is <laughs> kudos to you, but you know, on your first date, you're trying to find out who they are. You know, are they serial That's killers? It. Like where have they been? Where have they gone? And most, unfortunately in this day and age, most investment relationships will outlast marriages. So it's 100%. key. It's key to know who you're getting in bed with. Right. That's you it. want to make sure that you have that open communication and honestly investing and having those relationships with 
other people have actually strengthened my marriage because now I know how to have that effective communication. So 100%. make sure you're asking those questions and you're going on multiple dates and you're not just going with the first one and trust your intuition. Your intuition is never wrong. Is everything. So, Baba, how, how has long distance investing impacted your personal and your financial life? Because everybody wants to know, hey, yeah, I want to invest, but how has this really impacted personal and financial? 100%. So this is where you're, you're choosing your strategy comes in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, me, when I wanted to invest outside, I wanted to try a strategy with what I'm doing in, in, the, in the place that I'm doing right now. So I said, I want to get into uh, student rentals. The reason why? Because of the cash flow, right? So um, when you do single family homes, you might cash flow 100 bucks, 200 bucks. But when you do student rentals, you cash flow thousands. But it's it's the high risk, right? High risk, mm-hmm. high reward. These, these are the chances you, you need to take. And this is why I'm really, really emphasizing about the property manager, right? You have to find a property manager who's specific in that, who, in that niche and in that strategy. Because some of the property managers who are good with long-term rentals, um, they're not good with short-term rentals because mm-hmm. there's a lot of in and out in short-term rentals. There's a lot of turnaround, right? Because you're having students, they don't take care of the property as much as like a full-time uh, long-term rentals. Yep. So these are the stuff that you need to put your calculation in, right? In terms of on the personal and the the finance level, it was such a big learning curve for me when I started doing this, right? It started really making me to think like a like a business owner because here I know like whatever happens, I'm going to go. Yeah. Like all my properties here, I manage myself. And every time I get like, okay, now I have to think about, you know, okay, I'm, how do I go? Where, what time I need to go? Who do I need to call? Um, you know, because usually people try to, you know, when you start, you said you want to save money and then you try to do everything yourself. Um, that I learned cheap is expensive, right? By, by, the, by the experience. When you do long distance, you actually think like an owner. Like, how do you actually do stuff just by having a phone in your hand? That's exactly what I learned. And that's how you do business today. Look at all the people who achieved, you know, what they wanted to achieve. Look like big guys like Grant Cardone, all those mm-hmm. big guys who are doing business across the globe. The only way you do business is by leveraging people, yep. right? The same strategy, you're going to use it for your other businesses, right? And that's what I learned about my personal on the, the finance side, the cash flow. Once you have a cash flow and you're, it gives you more confidence about what your strategy, how it's working and how you can replicate it and yeah. how you can use it to build other sustainable businesses too. And you, you get to talk to other people with exactly the same scenario. And now the property manager is probably like, you know, he's, you know, he's my own off-market guy. He's finding my own off-market deals, right? And he is going to property. Like it's, he's going and looking at property without even telling me. He's like, after sending, he's like, Baba, I looked at this, I looked at this number and then he's sending it to me. So you build your team with your mindset. Yeah. With exactly what your strategy is, what your vision is, right? Then people start taking you seriously. They will not just be like, hey, this guy is just finding long-term. Always, always, as you said, Sarah, think with long-term. Yeah. Like whatever comes fast is going to leave fast, right? Exactly. So, like it's it's just you just just have to have a long term mindset. 
it's not a it's not like a quick get rid scheme like you see online right yeah. it's going to take time one year six months you're going to fail it's okay it's okay to do that don't think as a failure think as a learning curve right especially long distance you're only based on now especially a crucial part of how the interest rate has gone up and people are you know not investing but i i see this as a as a positive thing right especially yeah. if you're looking at secondary market i'm assuming people who are listening would want to go invest in the secondary market, right? That's how yep. they usually start long distance investing. When yep. the people, local people can afford in their city, that's how your brain starts working, right? Then you yep. look at other secondary markets outside, East Coast, West Coast, right? Decided and then find that kind of people, right? So as, as a whole, I would say, unless you try it, you won't, you won't have it. And the one tip, the biggest tip I can do is just take action, right? That's it. it could be yeah. 15 minutes per day, right? Just decide a city, like go through the steps and then call, talk, talk a lot of realtors, yep. right? And then Action's get, get key. That's it. When you, when you teach your kids to walk, you don't say, oh, that's okay. That's enough for the day. You keep encouraging <laughs> them. You keep encouraging them. Imagine if they said, oh, you only need to potty train for one day. Could you imagine how long it would take us to get out of those diapers? <laughs> right? Like it takes action. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Everything we do, you have to put one foot in front of the other. And you are going to have challenges and you are going to fail. And I have talked about my failures before. And I'll continue to talk to them about them because they help me grow. They help me to figure 100%. out what doesn't work and what does work. So that's amazing. Well, great advice, Baba. Thank you so much for, for joining us today, sharing your knowledge, uh, sharing all your insights. Would you have any, anything that, any advice that you'd like to, to leave our individuals who are considering investing, you know, long distance? The only advice I think, uh, when, if I was, if you're asking me when I start to invest and people who wanted to invest would be, um, if you're having a fear and, and your belief. It's, it's okay to do that, but keep taking that action because that's the only reason I was able to do it, right? Um, because the the real estate group I was, you know, surrounded in, we were not, you know, used to taking um, deals outside the province. And the only reason I did was I told myself, this is a learning curve and this is this is how I'm going to learn. It's going to be hard. And it, it, was, it was fearful at the beginning because right from everything, you will have to find everything new. It's like actually moving to a new city, right? And uh, what would you do when you go to a new city? You have to do a research based on what you know about that city and how do you invest? Yes, you'll have a fear. Fear is, is a good thing to have, which means you're growing. So your body is telling that you're doing something you're not used to, which is amazing. I love that feeling because now... It, it helps you to grow. It's like going to the gym, right? You're, you're going to the gym, doing different strategies. If you're saying not, you know, I'm not going to drink for a month, it's the same thing. Your, your fear, yeah. you're like, hey, how do I do it? But your body's telling, don't do it, but you're still doing it, right? So it's okay to have fear. Please go ahead and do that. And if you have any questions, you know, just, just reach out to me, right? Yeah, and, and where can people find you? Uh, I'm more available on uh, Instagram. So my business page is uh, rice.investments. And uh, if you want to just talk to me about, you know, where to find like which city or just talk about even my, my own story, what was my fear? And, and I'll be more than happy to, um, you know, share whatever I know. Sharing is caring. I love that. So uh, you can reach out to me anytime. 
Perfect. And what I'll do for you listeners is I'll post the handle below and you, you, maybe your Calendly and that way people can book a call with you. Sound good? Perfect. That's awesome. 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 Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Thanks, Baba, for sharing all your great insights. Make sure you guys tune in next week. And just remember, I love you. All right, friends, that's it for this episode of How the Fuck Do Average People Do It? Showcasing that average people like you and I can become successful real estate investors. So thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. And don't forget to check out our website for more real estate investment resources and information. Until next time, I love you.